Andrea Tessman, Brad Kirk Nelson. Buckner. Kirk Buckner. I love it. I love it. I love being sort of the ass end of this devil's triangle. This is going to work out really, really well. Wait, which we side have, do you say you get? We have our Heather Locklear. Yes, we have the Heather Locklear. I'm going to get implants this. just for this show. You know that. You should. You should. I really and, should. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, hell, my, I, I pretty much have them already built in. It's just through a lot of fat and a lot of hair here going on. But not that anyone really Wait. wants to picture that. Shall we move on? Because we talked about your hair. Yes. I got my hairy tits, man tits. Just want to point that out. But we're going to take a trip. Two trips. One trip backwards and one trip forwards. I'm going. And we're going to do it again. Hmm? And then we're going to do it again. Absolutely. Clap back, do it again. Uh, we're going to look at the summer of 69. Not Brian Adams. Dun, 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 dun. I knew we were going to go there, so I actually sort of like prepped that. Brian, Brian Adams, I don't, what would we have been, four? Of course, the whole he, was, thing. he was a young child in the summer of 69. He was not getting his first real six string. And he certainly, the, the entire song is a euphemism. If anybody doesn't know that, then that's their problem. Uh, well, the one lyric alone, me and my baby in a 69. Come on, yeah. You were just, you made that whole song just for that line, you Canadian yep. bastard. Yeah. I mean, I've always sort of been lazy with that sort of position. I was always 68 and a loyal one. Oh, I have jokes, but I can't tell them right now. You pretty much can on this. No, not if I have friends and family who are going to watch this. Ah, okay, I see. I see. <laughs> it's they would true. Think even less of me then. Okay, even less. And that's hard. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, the summer of 69, literally, speaking of that, Zagger and Evans. And when, initially when I picked this song, I was looking more at the cheese factor. I'm sort of coming at this for a far more historical perspective than I had originally. Mm -hmm. uh, this was on the top for six weeks, and during those six weeks, holy shit, look what happened. Woodstock. Man on Hello the landing. Yeah, the moon landing. Uh, the Manson family murders. What the fuck is going on here? No, no wonder this song went to the top. It, it's this weird song about a dystopian future and it's haunting and cheesy at the same time. I've never said that about a song. It's, I, I, I'm with you. I, I went into this, I'd heard the song a few times. It's like, that's a fucking terrible song. And then I read the lyrics and I was like, what the fuck? That's depressing. Yeah. And then I, and then I looked at it from a 2021 perspective mm -hmm. and I went, holy shit, that's optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> So if we go back to it, the song starts well, do, in 25, 25. Can we talk about who these guys are first? Sure. All right. Two guys from Wisconsin who uh, went to school in Nebraska. All right. Couple cheeseheads. Yeah. And they call, I, it's interesting too, on the Wikipedia, which is a terrible place to sort of like do any research, but nevertheless, it classified this as pop folk. Okay. Uh, a bit of pop rock, but also called it mariachi. What the fuck? What? I didn't okay. get that. This yeah, is somebody's... why Wiki is bad, only because of the fact that anybody can edit it. Mm -hmm. So whoever sort of added that mariachi either is having fun or just doesn't know what mariachi is. 
This was their only hit. They never did anything really before, after. Uh, well, even where they came from before yeah. this, there was there was one guy who was gigging it with a band he didn't really like. Mm-hmm. And he met this other guy who was strumming at a, at a party. And they got to talking and what have you. And he liked um, Evan's lyrics. He, he liked Evan's, the, the way that Evan would spin a tale. Mm-hmm. And so he, he dug on that. And so they he was looking to form, according to the, the interview that I read, he was looking to, to form a Simon and Garfunkel kind of thing. Yeah, I got that too. Mm-hmm. He's looking for like the the folk music duo thing. Yeah. Which was the right decade for that. I mean, folk was dominating the charts. Pro- it never really did after, after this. I was also trying to think beforehand if there's ever been a whole lot of successful sci-fi songs. And around the same time, I mean, there was uh, Space Oddity. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Um, Doctor Who, uh, no, uh, what is it? Something, uh, Doctor in the TARDIS. Oh, okay. I never thought of that one, but yeah, okay. Yeah, Doctor in the TARDIS by, uh, wasn't Mars. It was, um, oh, now I have to look this up. All right, so while you're doing that, I mean, I, I can throw in one that is also equally cheesy. The Time Lords. There we go, the Time Lords. Yeah, okay. But wasn't that just, yeah, but wasn't that sort of like a take of the Doctor Who song? It was basically a Doctor Who with a bit of remix in there and some lines from the show and Dalek noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really a sci-fi song like that, but no, you're absolutely right in that you've got this one, you've got Space Oddity, um, you've got very few actually forward-looking, uh, future-looking songs. It's also the same year that 2001 came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, boy, they get that one wrong. <laughs> well, not as much wrong as uh, Back to the Future got. Uh, Twenty. I still don't have a hoverboard. Not in any real sense. No. Cool uh, inflatable self-drying jacket and shoes that lace themselves. The Cubs did win the World Series in 2018, so mm-hmm. we're off by three years. But other than that, yeah, I mean, like this. In this sort of weird era, I think when you're looking at also sci-fi, and which which I really want to do that a, a bit before we look at the lyrics. Uh, have any of you been to Disneyland before they sort of revamped it in terms of the future world? I've never been to Disneyland only because it represents everything I don't like. Crowds and barfy rides. And barfy crowds. Yeah. Yeah, so there'd be a lot of barf. Mm-hmm. Well, when they first sort of built it, they were almost, they were doing that with this '50s ideal, ideal, almost like this whole Jetsons thing where everything was sort of like all happy and peppy. Yeah, Futureland. Yes, and then you've got in the '60s with Star Trek, which was so far ahead of its time. Doctor Who to that to that point mm-hmm. uh, in the UK, uh, everything sort of got this darker. And it reflected the times. I mean, Vietnam was happening. This was a mess. As I think the people, regardless of their generation in 1969, were probably not that optimistic going into 1970. No, looking at the Vietnam War to begin with there, I mean, that wasn't, a, it wasn't anything really anybody wanted. I'm sure there were some uh, people who wanted it. There were warmongers. There's always warmongers. Mm-hmm. But I think 
I mean, 69 was definitely an insane year for all the things you listed. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the the technology of of the Apollo 13 landing. Mm-hmm. You look at, um, I, I think that there was a whole lot of like questioning. Where the fuck are we going? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, if we've come this far, because there's, you know, the space race and all that stuff. And the space race happened in the blink of an eye when you consider how close they were from steam locomotives being invented to the space race. You know, it happened in the absolute blink of an eye. So they're sitting here going, okay, well, if we went from there to here that quickly, then we've got to have flying cars coming. There's going to be robot assistants in the whole nine yards. You know, Asimov is penning novels and stuff that are, are, predicting that we're going to be living in this in this well questionable utopia so let's let's go back to the song then and actually look at the lyrics where it's like in the year 2525 if man man's still alive, alive and woman survives they might find this that's all they say about 2525 that's all they say is that mm-hmm. if humans are still alive they might witness all of these other millennia that we're now going to talk about this is and then they jump forward. The Seventy genders we have. Uh, we're we're talking 1969. Let's not get into gender identity. Okay. Um, so then they jump forward to 35, 35, 35, 35. So they go a, a thousand and ten years. Mm-hmm. 35, time. 35, 45, 45. But and then it's I can't even remember the sequence, but basically they say. Yeah, no, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, but so they they go through the, well, your arms and legs aren't going to matter. Your thoughts don't matter because you're just going to take a pill every day that's going to tell you what you have to think. And then you're not going to have to do anything because machines will take care of all of that. And then I think in 55-55, then nobody's going to get married because test tube babies are going to take over. Well, no, it's even it's even better. Your arms hanging limp at your sides. Your legs got nothing to do. Some machines doing that for you. You know what, yeah. Kirk? I should let you do a dramatic recitation of this because I think that this is As right, Shatner. right up your alley of is dramatic it, recitations. Where do I start? Which year? Oh, start with start. Just start at the beginning. Take us on a journey, Kirk. As William Shatner. I, I can't do Shatner. I'm just named after him. Anyone can do Shatner if well, he was correctly. Bradley, hmm? Bradley, you'll have to do Shatner another time then. All right. In the year 2525, if man is still alive. You got it. If, That's pretty good, Shat. If woman, if Shat, thank you. If women can survive, they may find. In the year 3535, ain't gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lie. Everything you think, do, and say is in the pill you took today. I gotta pause you there for a second, Kirk, and I just wanna say trust the German to bring up Schat. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm a fellow German and I picked up on that. You also have some German in you. Not recently. Kirk, how about you? Please continue with the dramatic reading. To be a brat. In the year 
45. You ain't gonna need your teeth. You won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you in the year. Such a good line, it's so bad. 55, 55, your arms hanging limp at your sides. Some machine, oh, your legs got nothing to do. Some machines doing that for you. I wish I had a cigarette just to punctuate some of that. Mm -hmm. Nelly, almost getting Shatner beat poetry here. In the year, 65, 65, you won't need no husband. You won't need no wife. Shouldn't that have happened like right away? That would have been the first thing you would have, sorry. You'll pick your son, pick your daughter too, from the bottom of a long glass tube. And then he figured out something else to run. In the year 7510, if God's a coming, you ought to make it by then. Maybe he'll look around himself. Let's see, there's that gender shit again. Look at that. And say, guess it's time for the judgment day. In the year 8510, God is going to shake his mighty head. He'll either say, I'm pleased where man has been. Or tear it down and start again. I got it right for someone. In the year 95, 95, I'm kind of wondering if man is going to be alive. He's taken everything this old worth can give, and he ain't put back nothing. Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. Now it's been 10,000 years. Man has cried a billion tears. For what he never knew. Now man's reign is through. But through eternal night, the twinkling of starlight, so very far away, maybe it's only yesterday. Oh, that had me quivering and kissing. Patient. Mm. Maybe I done that as Gordon Lightfoot. In the year 25, 25. No. Um, I gotta say about these lyrics, um, the the 75, 75, when God's like, hey, I think it's time for the apocalypse, but he waits a thousand years before he's like, yeah, I'm gonna smote you. I, I, I don't really understand. There's, there's a thousand and ten years difference hey. between that. Hmm. And then, what? No, no, go ahead. I finished no. your thought. And then I was going to say that the other part is the part about, well, there's many parts in the lyrics, but the, the one about man has taken everything and given nothing back. It's pretty on the spot for 2021. It was on the mm -hmm. spot for that. The only thing is on this one here, I got to say, you guys, is you cannot um, critique these lyrics too much. You can't look too deeply into this because it was written in approximately 15 minutes in the back of a VW van. Well, he was high. amounts of Mary Jane having been consumed and they haven't, and they, and they were partying for a fair amount of time. So this, this is a stream of consciousness from a stoner in 1969 in the back of a VW van. What rhymes with five, man? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't hate on this song nearly as much as I thought I did going into it because I honestly, I think that 10,000 years. So that's another 7,800 years from now, basically. And he thinks that humans are still going to be around. Like, I give us 500 years tops. But to Brad's point, I don't think he did think that. I think it's just like, you just think, you're just trying, you're finally, for the first time, really, people are opening up the, their a thought process. This is the sci- the first real era of, of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I, I know what started before that. And I know we had 1984 and 48 still. But we had Jules Verne. Well, okay, but this, this wasn't, we also, okay, this first time in the television age, mm-hmm. in the movie age, where it wasn't some goofball in those old 50s B movies, oh, where, the, where, the, where you've got the flying saucer from the string. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Right. But we'll How many decade. movies was that robot in? He was recycled. Probably still in a few things going on right now. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it is. Uh, it's, it was just things... And I've, and I've said this before, I'll, I'll say it again. I, I don't know if there's any decade in the modern era that really changed more from 1960 to 1969 in terms of pop culture and really everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, and I can really see why this was a hit at that point. I mean, when you look at some of the other hits around that, you were going back to some of these lush arrangements. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to do this one, but Age of Aquarius, which is... That was what I, one of the things I was going to bring up when you were talking about like the sci-fi. It's not really sci-fi, but it kind of fits into that genre. It's more transcendental sort of, uh, you know, we've done a few psychedelics and then we wrote a song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a weird and then did way. a bunch more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to really. I mean, what else are you going to do? You could hear this one song bleed into another. I mean, you're the DJ. You could have done that if you were a... Uh... Brad was a DJ. Brad, did you ever mix this song? I I can honestly say these were, neither of these were dance floor killers. Um, So, so this, I got to say this song, and I can't remember who it was that coined the term, that it has become a revenge song. A revenge song? A revenge song. So it is the song, one of the songs that when a band is up on stage and gets too many audience requests for something terrible... Free bird. Um, Green Beret. Play this terrible thing. They play it. And then they play in the year 2525. Just because it's even worse. And it's a, it's a revenge song to fuck off the audience. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So now Freebird, you have you to listen to this shit. No, I, I honestly never played this one, but yes, you guys are absolutely right in that it bleeds perfectly into the Age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the general vibe from this song, this sort of light and airy and um, ephemeral sound that this song has. Um, the only thing that happens when you go into Age of Aquarius from here is it gets more uh, light and airy and ephemeral. So, so let's say you're you're, ha- you're having sex in '69 to this song, to Age of Aquarius, and then it bleeds into. Wait, in are the, you having are we, sex in '69 or? <laughs> is it 1969? Well, let's say both. if it's if it's 1969 in a '69, then you're parting the hairy curtains. 
maybe I, maybe that's still right. happening. You're now. worried about your family watching. Yeah. Stop that watching. Could, that could. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't stop watching. Mm-hmm. One day I'm gonna get paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Someone's me first, Brad. Me first. <laughs> Wow, and you thought? I know. I don't know. You guys are both really optimistic on that one. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting for the sponsorship of the Manscaper. Oh, Brad would try out that Manscaper if you I'll ever got them on, on camera. If you awesome. ever got them on board, I'll you better go back to that angle and work on it. All right, yeah. so Manscaper. I mean, look. Hey, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, back to the song. Back to the song. Um, we talked about the song. So these guys, this is a true one hit wonder. They apparently got, they got a second album deal. It tanked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to, I would like to do my own dramatic reading Ooh. of one of their follow-up songs, Mr. Turnkey. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Mr. Turnkey? No, I knew it existed, but I didn't bother to actually listen to it. This is, this is the, so you, you think that, the lyrics of in the year 2525 are weird they are um this just kind of gives you an idea of what else they thought would be a popular song this song is about a man who raped someone in wichita and then crucified himself in a jail cell ready oh well i was until you said all of those words mr turnkey it's 10 p.m in wichita falls Mr. Turnkey, August 16th, 1969, and I'm in some bar. Mr. Turnkey, I need a woman, and I ain't getting far. I never was the kind of man a woman looked for. But Mr. Turnkey, she looked at me with flirting eyes. Mr. Turnkey, she was lovelier than oil lights. Mr. Turnkey, she led me on. She led me on. She knows she wasn't going to let me love her. Mr. Turnkey, I forced that girl in Wichita Falls. Mr. Turnkey, I'm sitting here crying in coveralls. Mr. Turnkey, I don't want to be the man I am. Mr. Turnkey, I'm a hollering from block number four. Mr. Turnkey, it ain't never seen nothing like this before. Wait, I know the next line. Mr. Turnkey, Mr. Turnkey. <laughs> I've nailed, I've nailed my left wrist to your wall. I'm going home. Mr. Turnkey, I'm sheltering from block number four. Mr. Turnkey, I ain't got the strength to call once more. Mr. Turnkey, I'm crying, hanging here, dying. Tell her I'm sorry. Okay, first of all, that's a shitty version of a crucifixion. He nailed his left wrist. Secondly, everyone knows you should start with the right. Start with the feet. Start with the feet. But you're never going to get the last one in. They take your belt. They didn't take his hammer and nails. And not just that, but he's probably going into like concrete or at least cinder block. So he's going to have like a pretty decent hammer. I'm going to give him the hammer and nails things. I saw Shawshank Redemption and there's always a, somebody there who can get anything. 
Yeah, but I have cinder a block. Do you you can't be... hang yourself in cinder block without some serious like bracing. Now, Kirk, do you know how things get into prison? No, in bums. I, I, I've never been in prison in this country. Well, let's put it to you this way. There's this little, little thing we call nature's pocket. The uncircumcised penis? No, that won't get a hammer for sure. But you can get a little hammer in in the in the in the poop shoot. Yeah. Now Maxwell's I can't, watch, hammer, I can't watch red red anymore from uh, Shawshank. Morgan Freeman will never be the same to me. Maxwell's silver hammer is not going to put that nail in a left wrist into a cinder block wall. So this guy needs to lay off the reefer. I'm just giving you an example of how. So we we don't need to wonder why they never got another number one hit. No, we can we can honestly say without a doubt there are multitudes of reasons. But I, mean, I will say this: this is this is like. This is depressing, even if you're an incel. No, but it made me think of um, what's the Sublime song? Um, date rape. Date rape. If it wasn't for date rape, I'd never get laid. But at least that one, like, he's got some karmic justice just done to him by his inmates. He's not like a weird dude trying to crucify himself. Yeah. Poorly. So, with with that being said, when when uh this band ceased to exist and evaporated into the ether um i didn't find much on evans but zager did go on to be a great guitar maker and teacher he he is a apparently phenomenal luthier mm -hmm. and i i kind of want one of his guitars now and well, i'm trying to figure out how of... i can rationalize spending $1,500 or more, because it's probably US, so more like two grand on a guitar. You, I can tell you exactly how. You just, you can get that. Now you're writing that off because it's for your, for your. <laughs> for my podcast that I'm not making any money off of. You leave that part out. Um, Maybe Zagat will, will sponsor Zager. us, right? Zager. Zager. Well, he won't now. <laughs> I didn't not, even get now that we read the lyrics to his number two. So. Oh, he didn't write the lyrics, though. He wrote the music. Mm. So Evans has got problems. Evans is dead, so it's fine. Got problems. In jail? No, he's he's dead. Did they find him nailed to a cinder block wall? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, right now, Johnny Cash's Folsom County, Folsom County uh, doesn't seem so uh, dark. Oh, Shot a man in so Reno. Oh, Johnny Cash, don't get me wrong, I, I got I got love for the guy's um, staying power, but no love for how his voice just puts you to sleep. <gasps> oh, oh don't, don't even get me started on his version of Hurt. All right, I won't get you started. Good call. All Moving right. on to this song, what else is shitty about it? And I was going, I was thinking about Mr. Turnkey, and I thought it'd be a good Three's Company parody for, for Weird Al. <laughs> Mr. Hurley. No. no. I mean, Mr. Hurley was constantly trying to get in, in that on that action. Like okay, I am Mr. Furley in real life now because I manage an apartment building. Um and even and, I got and are you also case. homophobic and you won't allow uh men to uh, to room with women? Oh no, I don't I don't care who lives with who. All right. I've got I've got one two rules to live in here, and I always go over the lease with somebody and what have you. 
And I'm like, the unwritten rules are, one, don't be a jerk. And two, if I can hear your party, I drink for free. Until other people complain and then I shut it down. No, well, then I have to, yeah. Nice. Well, I guess on that note, Brad, the floor is yours. You get to pick. <gasps> your first pick. Oh, wow. I mean, this was a huge honor. And I spent a lot of time racking my brain about it. Mm -hmm. um, well, I didn't because I've always found whenever I think deep thoughts, I get a nosebleed and have to lie down for half an hour. He probably had this idea in his head from like the third of our podcast that he listened to when he's like, if I could be on that podcast, this is the song I would choose. And now I have finally wormed my <laughs> way in. <laughs> only to do this to you guys all right no I, I actually had a good look over the billboard uh number ones and i hate that we're using billboard because it's american and americans should not be a metric for worldwide taste we, we had a, we had to pick a metric this I, is the I, metric we picked i understand that you did i'm i'm i'm, I'm sorry that you did um because i was looking at the uk number ones um and bohemian rhapsody made it the number one it made it number five on the u.s charts um so i was very sad so in that case we're gonna look at um uh we are the champions my friend yep okay yeah, we're the champions keep on fighting till the end bum, 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 bum. Um, so Bohemian Rhapsody is by far a more interesting song to dissect because there was so much that went into that, that song, but we are the champions when coupled with, um, we will rock oh, you. We will rock you. Uh, sorry. We will rock you is the one that charted number one. Um, it charted more when it was played with, we are the champions but we will rock you. Uh, I mean, it's it's a, such a simple song. It's clap, clap, stomp, clap, clap, stomp. And that's what made it. And I want to okay, do Okay, so don't deeper. go too okay, far yeah. into this no, because no. we've done this before and yeah. ruined the next joke. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going any further than that. All it's I'm what we call blowing our load. We have to, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to prematurely ruin the song. I've, I've done that with too many other things. So, needless to say, the idea of, of looking into uh, We Will Rock You alongside of um, We Are the Champions going going together mm -hmm. as, as it charted, as it was meant to be, because a song bleeds together. And it's two separate tracks on every album you'll ever buy, but they both bleed into each other. I'd like to look at both because the construction gets interesting when you combine the two. Okay. Interesting. So we have a good oh, one. We're so, going back to good music. I thought that was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> that just that just means when it finally comes back to my time, my time, I gotta find a real unpolished turd. We're going right into the gutter, are we? Oh fuck yeah! I don't fuck know how much worse we can get than Disco Duck and Twenty Five Twenty Five. Mm. Oh, back to I'm back sure I shit. I'm sure that's I like can. that's like the day after drinking way too much when no, you just can't the leave song, the bathroom. The song that went number one on my birth year is worse than all of this. 
Well, you'll pick that another time. I will not. You want to tell us so we'll pick it? Share, half breed. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, pick it, I dare you. <laughs> I might. Of course, if, if, I, if I could turn back time, I might have done that already. <laughs> Down. And on that note, because <laughs> I do the final pun on this show. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, tell us about your other shows. Oh, that's right. I got to do some shameless plugs. Wait, didn't you also write a book? I wrote a book. I wrote a book. It's a wonderful present for post-Christmas. Hey, birthdays and anniversaries are coming up. Absolutely. Post-Christmas, I gave you a book. I'll take a book over a heart any day. You give me a heart, I'm probably gonna feed it to my dog. She likes good. eating heart. What about love? No, there's nothing Don't about you love. Need someone you, to care you. about you. Thank you. Wham, Wham never said he gave me love. He said he gave me his heart. Yeah, I like to. What am I gonna do with this squishy organ? Well, you apparently you threw it away the next day. No, I gave it to the dog. Oh. Good That's sustenance for. The next day, I gave it to the dog. I gotta, I gotta admit, this is the first year that I survived Whamageddon. Whamageddon? Yes, I got through Whamageddon unscathed. I'm gonna, well, I'm going back to that in Barbados, they don't play too much of that. Um, yes, hey, my, my self-promotion. I have a book. It's on the great, the great, late, late, great Chavo Guerrero Sr. It's his autobiography. I helped him write it before he passed away. You can get that on Amazon. Chavo Guerrero, instant classic. Full five stars on Amazon. None of them, I, I didn't write them. So that's pretty good. I don't even know the people who wrote them. That makes it even better. Makes me feel pretty happy. Yay. Uh, the weekly show is always out. It's the Hall of Fame show where Evan Nolan and I, we look at latest in Hall of Fame related news. So if you care about Halls of Fame like we do, that's a great show. And uh, pretty soon our, how, this crap was on national television, the episode where Rowdy Roddy Piper is with Patti LaBelle and Pee Wee Herman on the alt cartoon all-star spectacular show. That's gonna go up soon. Uh, I'm probably gonna be doing a whole bunch of other things. We've got our mock baseball hall of fame committee, my mock football hall of fame committee, all sorts of committees. I do lots of committees. I'm actually the chair of all this stuff, which is kind of weird. I am the, the hub. The chairman. Yeah, I'm, I'm the hub of some very strange social circles, I think. Yeah. Hey. You've got us in your social circles. That's pretty strange. Yeah, but I'm the hub. Kurt, I'm the I've got you, babe. Wah, 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 wah. Did that go number one? I don't know. Do it might have. <laughs> it might have. And now the show is closed. Stay safe, everybody, wherever you may be. And I and that's it. I got no other clever line at the end. Good night. If you're Good anywhere night. in our Western Canada area. Like, stay warm. There's, there's oh, snow. We don't get snow. See ya. Strange brew. <laughs>